0: And we are live in three, two, one. What's happening, Mark? What's good, brother?
1: Morning, Joe. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. It's nice to... Well, uh, oh, first of all, it's nice to have you back. This is episode... I'm just thinking to myself before we actually picked, uh, started recording. How many episodes have you done with me now?
1: <laughs> it, surely it's coming up on 10 by now.
0: 10? 10. So, so, so. The chair up! There we go. Nice and back for me. There we go. Justin chair. Oh cool. No, no number ten. Number ten. Fuck. I mean, when was your first episode though? It was back in <laughs> twenty tw- end of twenty twenty was it or the end of twenty twenty beginning of twenty twenty one? Um,
1: I think the first episode was right after I competed. Yeah. Yeah. Which, wh-
0: when was that? Do you it was remember?
1: Like April twenty
0: twenty one. Yeah, and since then you've been like the most. Cu- Oh, guess. sorry, 2022. 2022. All right. And we've done that many episodes together in the space of the year. <laughs> Vince was saying to me, like, you've had Mark on like 10 times or whenever. Is this <laughs> the Mark and Joe show now? I'm, like, I'm not I'm not saying it wouldn't be. But the reason why I always like to have you on is because you've been one of the most vivid listeners. And also, or, um, we have quite polar opposite. Personalities. Mm. So when we came mm. to a lot of arguments, we, not a lot of arguments, topics, you've always had the opposite side of things. Sure. So yeah. that's why I think it's good. I, I think that's the kind of people you need in your life because if you live a life around yes men, you're pretty much just not – you and I don't think you grow.
1: Yeah, you'll never know the other side.
0: Yeah. I mean, the people – I have certain people mm. in my life who I know have very, very different arguments to what I do, but I like to keep them around because – I think it's good to have that open mind.
1: Yeah. Like a hundred percent. It's, it's important to like grow and broaden your horizons. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So for those of you listening as well, this
0: is going to be one of the last times we, I'm going to probably be inside the hen house. Um, So the reason being, I was just saying earlier on the podcast is like, ever since I've been here, I think I've recorded, I've actually recorded more than 70 episodes here. (sighs) Yeah. So I've done a lot. And I've had so many people that have come on and have done their own, uh, now started their own thing and they all do it in here. Or A lot of people who I know who do it in here. And it just got to a point where I was like, fuck, it's so hard just to get a spot now. Yeah. But it's nice because it goes to show how much this place has grown. And I'm just like a little small part in this. So for those listening, um, over the next few weeks, you're going to start seeing videos from my home. And then we're obviously going to start having Exciting. episodes at home. Exciting. The only time we're going to use this, if there's more than one person on the pod at a time. So right. this is the last solo, solo sure. time. Yeah, well it was just because if you think about it, like obviously I have to pay for this. And it wasn't until like, I think it was about four months ago, I started making a tiny bit of money. It's yeah. still not enough to cover everything, but I'm so grateful that people wanted to help. Yeah. So yeah. I felt like if I could just put out more episodes for those people in in the uh obviously in a format that I can do something each week because I would say this month has been one of the least consistent months I've ever had.
1: Yeah. No, it's great to like see how the podcast has grown.
0: It is. It is. And I'm very happy that they have been because I honestly believe that even though there's a, a bit of a saturation to the market, some of them that I've listened to are just Brilliant in terms of conversations. Mm. Um, But one thing I'm seeing a lot of growth in now is podcasts where it's literally just for clips.
1: Just for clips? Just for clips. Just for clips.
0: So I feel like there's some podcasts out there that, that just do little segments, little clips on that you have to watch that are impossible to listen to. A good example is one that has like four or five people on the platform. So when we would do this The audience know It's just you and me Mm. So they just know That it's just you and me Talking back and forth They understand your voice They understand my voice We don't talk over The top of each other But when it's Let's say on a podcast Like Fresh and Fit Who are phenomenal They're well known The guys have Built themselves up it's physically impossible for me to put together the faces of all the voices because it's like <laughs> ten people on one platform. Yeah, it's like two girls arguing and three guys arguing and two girls and a guy against a guy. I'm just like I can't. Yeah, make out who's saying what. It's very hard for me to listen to. You have to watch, so you sort of know who's who. Yeah, that makes sense. And then again, in how much, how many, how much t- free time do you have in a day? Yeah. So that's why they bring it down into those clips, those few seconds. Right. And that's like the best part of the podcast. When the rest of it's
1: just. People just talking nonsense. I mean, that there's there's good and bad with that. It's like it's good because it it captures those moments where you would miss, right? But then it's like some of it can be taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a controversial opinion, I guess any attention's good attention, right? If yeah. it gets views, but you know, if it looks bad for the person, then I don't know.
0: Yeah. Do you believe that people's attention span is now shorter than ever?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. My attention span is shorter than ever. Yeah, what makes you say that? Um, it's it's definitely been the social media, um, the rise of social media, um, <clears throat> especially now with like formats like TikTok and there's like a B real, there's a new one, B real. Oh yeah, no, uh, I remember that. <laughs> Never about that one. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Like how. You can just get a random timer in a day in regards to what you have to do and you have to take a photo. Yeah. I, imagine, I was just thinking to myself when my client told me about that, I was like, what if you're at your, like, your dad's funeral your grandma's <laughs> place and she's oh, sick and yeah. having a heart attack and be like, fuck.
1: Well, the, thi- the, th- the things that social media influencers will go to to get attention and likes mm-hmm. and views, right? It, it's, it's just mind-blowing.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I least, but here's the thing. I'm just gonna quickly turn on the aircon. Just keep going. What yeah, do you mean by okay. that point? Yep.
1: Um, yeah, it's like because like with with social media, it removes the um that that in-person interaction. So a lot of the the common courtesies, respect, and etiquette you would like show in a like one-on-one conversation is like removed. Like you can, like through social media, they, you can set like, an inv- like a barrier, so to speak, where you can say whatever, do whatever, and there are no consequences to it because it's not a real-life social situation. Um, and then that sort of devolves into posting things online, which in a actual one-on-one or real-life situation would just be grossly inappropriate. But it's like because you you kind of feel invincible. um, All these influencers might feel invincible or untouchable because it's just behind a keyboard. Um, That's how they, you know, get to the point where they do that.
0: Fair enough. Well, if there's anything that 2022 taught me that the liars are getting called out now more than ever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like yeah. 2022 was the year we call bullshit was like, because if some of my highlights I can remember from pop culture over the years, I call them bullshit was the um, Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. Yeah. I followed that thing like a hawk. I've never been more interested in a case than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing, which we talked about quite a lot was the liver King.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like that man like exploded last year and then finally it all came crashing down.
1: Yeah. And then,
0: I was gonna say, like, it also taught me how global some people could be.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's like in the sea of information and misinformation out there. Like it, it like to the gen- general population, it's easy to fall into those things, right?
0: Why do you think that is, though?
1: It, it I think it comes to environment, like how you grow up and what your parents teach you. Um, <clears throat> for example, like my mum. Growing up, would always say, "Bless her." She would say, "Oh, you got to stay warm, or else you're gonna catch a cold." But it's like that's not how colds work. That's not how pathogens and like airborne like viruses work. Just because the temperature is cold, doesn't mean you're automatically gonna get um, a cold. Now, granted, like in cold environments, you're more prone to getting it because those viruses thrive in colder climates. But the temperature itself isn't gonna get you sick. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like it's like the your parents um, trying to force on you some sort of diet they learned when they were younger from their parents, and it, it just in in that environment growing up, um, it affects like how you like learn things and take in information, and then coming out of that, coming into this like wash of just like info on social media, it's like. What do you, what do you, who do you turn to to um, go, f- go to your information for? Because the people who are giving out good information, it's difficult for people to, um, what do you call it, digest that because it, a lot of it's just, it requires effort, hard work, and accountability f- for yourself. And it's easy to go, oh, like, oh, what's this new fad diet? Oh, this looks easy. Lose 10 kilos in 30 days. I'll take that rather than counting my calories. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. that's why I think.
0: Yeah. What was your take with the whole
1: liver king thing got exposed? I know it's a bit of old news, but. I think the way the niche that is the fitness industry is going and the smaller niche that is. Sort of that bodybuilding-esque, like natty or not, exposing, calling out sort of side of things. Um, with that gro- with that growing in popularity, it was inevitable that something was going to come out. Especially because when you have the li- liverkin going to Derek, more plates, more days. for his damn steroid cycle. Um, of course something's going to get out, right? So yeah. That dude was literally on shit that I didn't even
0: know existed, (laughs) you know? That dude was on everything. The only thing that wasn't
1: on that list was
0: probably (laughs) Trent, but he was on stuff that I'd never even heard of before. I actually even had to look it up. Yeah. It wasn't even just like a tiny dose, but it was massive amounts of doses dosages. And when the whole thing like came apart, people were like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it was on steroids. I was like, what do you mean you couldn't believe it oh. <laughs> Then again, this is to people who don't I felt like that was coming from people who don't necessarily train that much.
1: Yeah, so I think with with social media, like the the obvious cases you can tell, like who's on steroids, like mm-hmm. Simeon Panda, mm-hmm. Mike O'Hearn, mm-hmm. those kinds of people. But when you have Genetic outliers who, like, for example, um, Matt Ogus, he was one of the OG YouTubers. um, Everyone thought he was on, like, the gas because he had such an elite physique in, like, a a time where there was just no information out there, and he's kept that physique. Or, like, people like Alberto Nunez, um, part of Team 3DMJ. um, All these, like elite-level natural athletes, when you get people like this, um, it blurs the line because when people will hop on gear too early and don't know how to eat or how to train, Mm -hmm. they're going to look worse than the guys who train naturally and eat properly and have been doing it for years and tick every damn box to like 100%. Um, So it's, it's difficult because you have that and then you have people who are on gear and then just lie about their usage and now it's just like it's this this cacophony of like well who's natural who's not (laughs) Uh, well the way
0: i always saw it was he had done a formula that had been in the fitness industry for so long Mm. it's just no one had pushed it to the extreme as much as he had Yo, yeah i mean no one had promoted and denied it as much as he does Because I'm I'm not sure if you remember, uh, remember, but like in the early days of the fitness industry when YouTube was coming around, everyone was kind of lying about what they were on. But there was all these videos like exposing people. Yeah. Like there were people who deliberately exposed other people. Like I can't believe I'm saying his name, but there was one guy called Vegan Gains. (laughs) He was notorious Yo. Yeah for it And regardless of all the crazy shit that he said You know And all the VSE's he's done But he was one of those people That would literally have a series called Natty or Not Yeah And he'd break it down Yeah And then People would kind of like Defend themselves in a way But That none of those people Were too much in the public eye That affected them Yeah Liver King was the first person To really really take advantage of social media And all the podcasting world Because he would go on like All these podcasts And See? Bro,
1: he would be like so adamant that he was natural.
0: Yeah, because they were so some, some of them, a lot of the fitness influencers like they would stay away from the public eye. They would just stick to social media because it was safe, but they wouldn't go on there. So they kept themselves inside their own little boundaries. Mm. So the mainstream media or mainstream like mainstream society and all that wouldn't see it. But then Liver King overstepped it like a ridiculous <laughs> amount. <laughs> And yeah. I think that's what really got him busted. So when I was, when the whole thing came up, I was like, oh, people, oh, he's a natural. I'm like, dude, he's been doing what so many have done. It's just no one really paid attention until now. Um, and since that, uh, I'm glad that it happened though, because it shows that the truth will come out. And then I feel like there's so many like fake naturals out there that are probably like shitting themselves. like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's how well you can cover your tracks, right? And how well you can lie and create a web of lies to the point where it's like it you can't you can't prove them wrong. But obviously Liver King left some some tracks mm. that <laughs> some people were able to pick up on, so yeah,
0: just when those emails
1: got released, I was like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 wild. It's like, especially like how much money he was spending on that stuff. It was like what fifteen grand a month, Jeez. <laughs> like in total. It was like <laughs> over half of that was on growth hormone. Oh wow! It's wow. like what the fuck. It's like it's it's insane. Like the lengths and the money people will spend and go to to create this weird like level of vanity to 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 quote unquote look good and make money. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's a very bizarre way to live your life. Yeah. And spend spend your income on.
0: Yeah. It's it's funny because like in that influencer space, um, girls usually get judged for. Uh, they can they get a quick fix. Like, um, you know, they get the butt done, they get the lips done, they get the boobs done and all that.
1: Mm.
0: Whereas guys, as for us, it's usually like we can't get that quick fix. But even if they took PDs or n- mm. hormones and all that, they still have to work.
1: Yeah, I think that there there is an element of you have to put effort in. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's like you're also, if you're going to take those drugs, like – you're going to put your health at risk as well, more so than like a a ruptured implant or something like that. Mm. Um, and their life their lifelong effects, right? Like you could be infertile for the rest of your life. You might have you might have to be dependent on testosterone for the rest of your life. And yeah, there's a lot of risks with it to <laughs> look good to the public eye. Yeah. Uh, well.
0: What do you think is kind of next for him, though, L- the Liver King and all that? Now that, because ever since, I believe, since the videos come out, he's gone natural. I think he even got sued as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I heard, I saw something about him being sued. Because um, in America, you can sue anyone for anything at any time <laughs> for any amount of money, right? Yeah. Um, but the, like him saying natural, um, it's a bit of a, it's, it's I guess, it's another lie like that there's no way he can go cold turkey without any assistance for the rest of his life and not have severely deleterious effects on his life like he'll probably spiral into to depression have severe withdrawal symptoms from you know ba- basically being addicted to drugs mm-hmm. maybe not that far but it's close to right spending that much money on it um Like when he said, when he says natural, what I think he means is he's on hormone replacement levels of testosterone. (laughs) Um, but then you have, but then again, you have other influences saying the same thing where they're like, Oh, I'm natural now, where you're taking these hormone replacement levels of like testosterone. But the thing is, you're, you're not natural because, sure, you, if you were to take a, a blood sound like a blood get your blood work done you would be in the normal reference range but the issue is you're taking it um, what's the word like you're' you're, in, you're injecting it from an, like an outside source whereas testosterone inside your body created naturally like is going to be affected by your lifestyle your diet your sleep your training all your habits affect how much you can create like your diet your natural diet, diet, diurnal rhythm like how much you produced during the day changes whereas like if you're just pinning it two three times a week you get this constant like constant levels of testosterone and so like that in itself brings advantages um which i digress is a bit off topic but when he says natural he just means he's on trt Mm. and he's bringing it back down to natural levels
0: (laughs) yeah but yeah, true. Well, it's crazy because now his content's changed. Well, his content hasn't changed. That's the thing. He's still pushing that same message. Mm. Dude, because do you remember when he, like, put out the apology video? It was just – it was so fake and then, like, suicide got <laughs> into it. And I'm just like, what the shit, man? Like, if it's weird. I feel it was a massive contradiction because – Personally, I got off social media about 10 days ago because I felt like, oh, okay, if I could commit 90 days to just doing something, being better, then I believe social media is getting in the way. And mm. Since then, um, I get irritated sometimes about human nature <laughs> as well, like how naturally people have to be jealous, but yeah. also I get irritated that um, every time – we do something, they're like, oh, i got to put this on social media. They care more about actually putting it and promoting it rather than actually just doing the thing. Yeah, And that's one thing I was getting a little bit really, again, a little bit irritated because I felt like I was doing certain things just to show off and that would really piss me off.
1: Um, you felt like you were doing it for that? Yeah,
0: I felt like I was sometimes doing it for that and then I felt like I was more concerned about just putting it up and looking good than actually enjoying the thing that I was doing.
1: Yeah, I kind of
0: right. like, and I feel like that's where we are going generally as a society. We want to look more like we're doing something rather than actually doing something.
1: Right. Sure.
0: Cause do you ever know someone? I'm pretty sure you would, but like let's say for example, they go on holiday and then they still post about the holiday six weeks later to make sure they look like they're doing something. <laughs> you know what I mean, um,
1: yeah, I, I, couldn't name anyone off the top of my head, but yeah. it sounds like something that people will do. Yeah, or they did something, like, six months ago,
0: but they'll post about it, you know?
1: Yeah, or it, it would be, like, me, like, posting comp picks right now. Yeah. Like, full-blown a year <laughs> after in my off-season, like, mm. fuck's the point of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, let's actually bring on to that, because that's an important topic to talk about. Like, you're not competing
1: this year, are you? October, October. I actually am, yeah. yeah. Um, the the that was kind of the plan after last year, after April last year, was to take about a year of actual time growing in a surplus, eating lots of food, because post comp three six months is take is taken out of time just to recover and feel normal again, and then again, like for the next comp, you have to prep again for four five six months which, fingers crossed, might be six months again. I doubt it will be, but... So, yeah, I am competing in October. Um, The plan is, at the moment, doing a mini-cut to see how much muscle I've put on in the last nine months now um, to see what's underneath and sort of gauge which division I want to compete in, which division I would be competitive in, and then see where we're at at the end of Feb then go back into a surplus bulking again and then start prepping like, probably June-ish, June, July.
0: So what do you hope to do this year in October, like, division-wise and <sighs> organisation-wise?
1: <laughs> well, like, the end goal has always been classic physique. Okay. Um, for me, that's the most appealing category um, simply because of at, le- at least... On a global scale, classic physique is the most appealing because when you bring the non-tested side of things, you have people like Chris Bumstead or Terence Ruffin where they're bringing back that 70s look. Whereas for natural guys, it's kind of just like bodybuilding, but you're eight weeks out <laughs> and you, yeah. you add a bit more flair to your posing kind of thing. Um, but I don't think I'd ever reach the size, at least in the f- near future, to ever compete in like the open natural bodybuilding stage. Um, so I, I feel like Classic Physique's more of a achievable goal for me, at least in the next five years or so. Um, whether or not that'll be this year, um, I'm beginning to think probably not. Um, like a year a year and a half between comps probably isn't wasn't enough time to get to the size where I'd be competitive and have a good shot at winning. Um, but granted, like I, I've only been working with a coach, working with Vince since I started prep. So, like, I've got all the time in the world now. Um, time is on my side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well,
0: you're twenty three, 23?
1: 24 now, twenty four. Yeah, fuck,
0: and you're about. To, and then when's your birthday?
1: Uh, it was, I turned twenty four last November. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. your birthday's in November. Yeah and you're going
0: to be turning the big 2-5 this year. <laughs> i gotta, I got to tell you this, though, that do you feel like 20... I honestly, when whenever, whenever I turn 21, people's like, oh, yeah, that's when you become, you know, that's when you become officially adult. I, I 100% disagree. I honestly believe you officially become adult when you're 25.
1: More or less. I think age plays a part in it, but I think experience, yeah. how you carry yourself um, sort of... What, what your value is in society like what kind of career you have like what are your hobbies mm-hmm. do, you, do you have a partner do you have kids that kind of thing it all like comes into it um but even like the other day like um, at my mum's birthday um, Jasmine d- we were it was uh, I don't I can't remember what exactly the conversation was but Jasmine da- Jasmine's dad said oh like society doesn't really te- like treat you like an adult until you're 30. Like that's when you start getting taken seriously.
0: Why? Yeah, the big three o. Because, well, also add to that is twenty five is when your brain fully matures,
1: more or less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think
0: that's I think that's honestly the case. And I feel like happening to myself, like when I was, I think it was about three months ago. I can't remember the exact situation that it was, but I remember I saw something, and immediately I thought, if I was that, that was me three years ago. That would have bugged the shit out of me, Mm. but it doesn't. And then I feel like when we go when we get older, what with the more we care about ourselves goes up. Yeah. And the more we care about others goes down. Because, yeah. you know, when you were, like, 18 years old, you wanted to be out because you cared about what other people thought about yeah, you. And uh, everyone's, yeah. f- everyone's fucking insecure and all that shit. Yeah. And now, like, here I am, 24. I'm like, fuck, I want to get off social media. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fucking keep seeing all the shit that people are doing. I want people to see the shit I'm doing. I want to make sure I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. And I just thought to myself, 18-year-old me could not spend, like, a day without social media.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's kind of like, for me, like, I've been posting less and less like when i first started like doing the whole instagram fitness thing i think it was in lockdown 2020 um like i was just like pumping it out like lockdown shreds that kind of thing um but now it's just kind of like as i I feel like it's also like i i have less time now um but it's kind of just like i don't really i care less what other people's what other people think about me Mm Mm-hmm
0: um yeah do you feel like that's an
1: age thing or do you feel like that's an experience thing a bit of both Mm -hmm. um age experience and also the kind of person you are i think in the way you grew up maybe if you're like one of the popular kids um in high school maybe you have a more focus on vanity and trying to look good for other people um, possibly Um, it's not directly correlated. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, that's just my hypothesis. Um, yeah, I think a lot of things come into it.
0: Yeah. I think there's a paradox to it. Like the more you try to be happy, the more you try, um, to appear happy, the less happy you actually are. Yeah. That's what I honestly believe. And the second thing I've always seen it with couples as well. Like, do you ever meet those couples that, that just have an Instagram account for themselves? No, no. <laughs> and all they do is just post about each other like non-stop and it's like these really long poems and passages. And I just think to myself, when I see that, for like... I think it's not... I don't know if it's exactly proven, but I believe it would be close to that couples who actually post themselves more on social media. I feel like there's an indirect relationship investment. The more you post, the less happy you are in your in in your um in in your relationship. Like I knew a guy, right? Um, He dated this girl for like I think it was about I think it was almost a whole year, almost a whole year. And he would nonstop post her, (laughs) nonstop like talk about how you know beautiful she was, how much he loved her, and that he wanted all this stuff. But then one day I saw the two of them together and it was just like argument after argument after argument (laughs) and her saying, who's this, what's that? And I'm just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Like, I honestly believe the more you are on post about stuff about your relationship, the more insecure you would be in a relationship.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think it's, like, it's interesting (laughs) seeing, like, high-profile social media influencers, like, posting about their relationships all the time. And then... Oh, where do the posts go onto the next one? Yeah, and then it's yeah. like, oh, posting again with a different person. Oh, where do the posts go onto the next person? <laughs> where they
0: take the initials out of their. Uh,
1: oh no! Yeah. When they have the initials in the bio and it's like lock and key. <laughs> and then it's
0: and then it's gone. And then afterwards, it's like a few Instagram ins- inspirational, like quotes. <laughs>
1: oh, no, <laughs> it's like, I've seen a trend
0: here, and then fuck. <laughs> But what's, I mean, that's honestly how I'll leave. Well, it's because I, it I aspire a lot to old things. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You shouldn't post your partner and all that because it does mm. sometimes show you're a little bit comfortable. But there's got to be a limit to it, mm. how much you do. Like, well, um, like, Like, when you get married, that's a big one. That's mm. a really big one. Oh sure For sure When you celebrate an anniversary That's another lovely one I think Because it celebrates the. Mi- I think it's the milestone Yeah But It's just like Every Fucking week Or every second day It's just like I wonder how much Do people actually see that I think Oh that fucking That's awesome Like oh I wonder Who generally wakes up In the morning <laughs> And they go Oh I wonder If they posted this today Or I wonder If this couples Posted this I'm just like if you honestly believe that, what the fuck are you doing with your life you I believe you' are wasting your time.
1: Yeah, I mean there's people out there like that um, like for example, like maybe an ex like who hasn't gotten over you is like overly invested in who you're seeing, who you're dating. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't I can't exactly
0: um so that's so that's me. Um, but I'm just trying to actually think of a time when a guy's actually had a really like crazy like stalkerish ex. I feel like there's some girls who've had it. I've I remember a couple of girls telling me they've got like restraining orders on their ex boyfriends. Mm. that's crazy. Or the other way around. But fuck man, like not even that, but we both have girlfriends. Mm. But do you feel I, I've I will also say from experience, but I feel like the dating world these days is just it's anything goes now. Oh, it's the wild. It's the wild it's west. west.
1: It's the wild west. It's the
0: wild west. Because I read the other day, our generation, Generation Z, is now having less sex than it's ever had.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that that's a that's a can of worms right there. Yeah. Well,
0: why do you? Well, let me ask you. Mark,
1: ask you, my Why do you think that is? Um. There's a couple. There's there's a lot of reasons. Um. God. Um. I think. Off the top of my head, in no particular order, or in p- order of importance, the first thing that comes to mind is sort of the way, um, like the sexes have been pitched against each other mm. in modern times. Like it's like a battle of the sexes, and like it's it's no longer let's try to work together. It's kind of like like oh, like guys, guys suck, girls suck, and then it just becomes this kind of like think that we're slowly growing apart um, on a binary scale, men and women. Um, <clears throat> I think that's one reason. I think another reason is the way the dating, the way modern dating works is very different. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of that has got to do with how society has changed and moved forward in the last 20 years. And the introduction of online dating oh. and the rise of online dating
0: i've actually had a girl sat there once and tell me um, it was actually a really good episode but she told me about all the crazy stuff that she had in dating and like how um how upfront it is and mm. the fact that because of even though yes um we are in a low, like th- this generation, my generation is having less sex than ever. I feel like the middle ground or the lower ground mm-hmm. is what generates most of the population that's not having sex. But the higher value men are having now probably more sex than ever. And the bar of what it is to be a high value man has
1: never been higher. I think uh, being a high value man, um, like... In today's society, um, there's been like a like a huge shift in what it means, what what are what how the dynamic of a relationship works. Because before, um, when men and women weren't so equal, um, men only had to provide income, like be the financial sort of caretaker, and that's all they had to bring to the relationship. But now, um, as things have become or getting closer to equal um between the sexes um like men men are we we are struggling to fight we are struggling to come to terms to the fact that there's more to a relationship than just being the breadwinner you have to be emotionally intelligent you have to be able to like learn your partner's love languages understand how perhaps you like how you grew up will affect how you receive and give love and how that affects how you interact with your partner. It's all, there's a lot more nuance now um, that has been brought to the table. And I think a lot of guys are struggling with that. Mm. And like with that, it's kind of like um, you have again, that, that divide and you have on the extreme ends, like for guys like incels, that kind of thing, that, that red yeah. pill, black pill community where it, it's 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 a radical response hey, to what's the black pill? Uh it's just another. I I don't know exactly what it is. I believe it's adjacent to red pill, perhaps a de- devolution oh, of the red oh, pill. Really?
0: Because <laughs> I know a lot about the red pill. I've never. I think I've heard once or twice about the black pill, but I didn't know what it was.
1: Yeah, I don't know exactly yeah. off the top of my head what it is, but all, like all these, and then on the on the opposite spectrum, you have these like extreme like. Kill all men, feminist, radical oh, feminist yes. kind of groups. And it's like because social media creates like a voice for these minorities, vocal minorities, it seems like that's what things are like. And so we grow further and further apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, I
0: feel like with this, uh, with this, this is people, here's the thing that people are saying. I feel like because of social media now it's never been more exposed to subcultures of society. Oh, yeah. I I one of the reasons why um I tell people that if you want to be happy, focus more on yourself and then not what others. And the best way to focus more on yourself and not others is to get off social media and that's why well, one of the things I wanted to get off because I keep seeing cuz one of the things I do on my a lot of my free time is I would dare say I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Mm. I would dare say that's something I'm trying to cut back on sure. as well. And I watch these videos. That I love the really knowledgeable videos, like mm. um, ones I can learn, and one about because I'm always been fascinated by, you know, human culture and all mm. that. And obviously, that's one of the reasons about this podcast. Yeah, but I honestly feel like the one of the biggest one that they talk about. Oh, social media is degrading our child, or it's doing this. Twitter. I do honestly believe this is the case, but also I say to myself, I feel like these people have just they have always existed, but they've just never been exposed to the public eye until now. Like
1: Yeah. I yeah. think yeah, now now more than ever you get you there's a like you can see like can hear all these like these subcultures that you never would have heard yeah, of. Yeah. Um and I mean there's good and bad to that. Like for example, now more than ever the fitness industry. Yeah. Like before that was that was a subculture and like bodybuilding, like now. Chris Bumstead, 13 million Instagram followers. Oof. It's like more now more than ever, like these subcultures um, are being brought to light and there's good and bad to that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, I mean, well, the, if there
0: has to be, you know, it's, there's a bit of a paradox with the social media. If there's a good of something, there's got to be an equally bad of something, you know? And
1: yeah, I think it's, it's the same with like when you see a polarizing figure, on social media, like, yeah, <laughs> literally, like the everyone has good and good and bad to them, and you got to take away both and take them with a grain of salt. Like, for example, myself, like there's good and bad that you could take away from me, for example, mm-hmm. um, and it's important to recognize that, like, on um, like to be able to be able to be like, okay, this is what this person's saying. And they are been like, oh, this is the bad stuff, okay. But he also has some good stuff yeah. that might be valuable to me. Okay,
0: so what do you think – so since I brought it up, what do you think of this whole Andrew Tate thing? Because I, I, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> that because <laughs> it's still all over the news and you talk about the good and bad. And I've always said to people, like, Andrew Tate, like, there is a lot of good and both bad in him. Like, first of all, when he talks about the message of – um. When he talks about the message of like you know getting your act together as a man, you know going to the gym, mm. working hard, working as hard as you can in your job, making money, wanting desire to have more cars, I feel like that, look, there's a lot of positive in that. But as a as someone who has two sisters mm. and a mother, and when he talks about women, I'm just like fuck.
1: It's just that's the bad side. It's
0: just I have always find it hard to relate to, uh, relate to him on.
1: So, before before I answer this, um, <laughs> I've now officially lost a bet with Jasmine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? She was like, Do you reckon the next time you go on, Joey will mention Andrew Tate again?
0: People have a go at me. They're like, You're such an <laughs> Andrew Tate dick rider and all that. I'm just saying, Look, I have my criticisms of him. <laughs> but a lot of the time, the shit that people have a go at him, it's just bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Like, it's like when. People want to go with Jordan Peterson.
1: Mm. And
0: people still have a go with Jordan Peterson. I feel like he's the most misrepresented. I'm just saying, with Andrew Taylor, mm. a lot of the stuff he gets is very, very misrepresented.
1: Yeah. I do
0: believe um, he, I got to understand that he's the pinnacle. You mm. know, like, and uh, Jordan Peterson to me is another pinnacle. You know mm. what I mean? So, yeah, but. Oh, so, uh, uh, what's what's the bet, Jasmine? By the way, what does she get? What does oh
1: she doesn't get anything. She was just like, I bet you, like next time. <laughs> she was like, Do you reckon he's gonna say it? I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, well, for those of you that don't know, um,
0: just today as well, his sentence got extended to February twenty seventh. I saw that. Yeah. yeah so Andrew Tate's sentence is probably is he lost? I think he lost the appeal. Um And he will have to stay in jail to around the f- end of February. And they're constantly coming out and saying, oh, what is it? You know, he, he's been saying he's, he's innocent. I think mean, there was a protest in Greece about it as well. Yeah. That <laughs> well, was yeah. crazy. But did you watch the Vice um documentary they released about him?
1: Oh, like when the guy went to his house? Yeah. I watched like the first five minutes. I haven't seen it all.
0: Yeah. Well, what happened was Vice put up like a 40-minute, 45-minute docu- documentary about him. And they followed him around. But what happened was they um, deleted it. They turned the comments off on it mm. and they deleted it. Wow. Yeah, after like the first day or so because so many people were like coming out about it and saying that's wrong. What the hell? That mm. never happened because Andrew himself released all the footage of his own with it. Because it's for context, what he did was he put him, he took him on a podcast and all that about him, and he led him on his platform, and then he was saying, "I know this is a hit piece," and then there was all this footage of him showing around, you know, Andrew's place and trying to be nice to him, and then he showed that there were certain clips of the interview that was cut as well, mm-hmm. and then there was another point as well where. Uh, you know, he led him into the war room. He put him into this like MMA fighting thing, mm. same MMA fight where he had to fight a professional MMA fighter, mm. and then he let them celebrate with him afterwards. And then there's a part in the Vice um, documentary where they was just saying they were having an interview, and then I think Tristan, I think it was Tristan, who stepped in and says, "Oh, this is such a loaded question. We've let you in here. We've let you be one of us. you and then you just sat there for three hours, three hours, and just berated him." And then they just include one small clip of that in the forty-five minutes. Of so course, so many people yeah. in, in so many people inside that were saying, "Where the fuck is this three hours? How can I watch this three hours? I want to listen to this three hours." Because, and then Vice like probably panicked and that jumped out. Other thing as well was um, the at the end of it, he was talking to a girl who apparently he's accused of raping and all that. Um, now, first of all. If he did these things, if he is a, a what he, she said he is, I will denounce him in a second. Mm. denounce him in a fucking second. But there were so many things inside that I was just like, that doesn't quite add up. Like, there's some things in there that didn't quite add up. And if that's the case and she's been prosecuted against him, why is this then being made to the public eye? Like, isn't this going to interfere with the investigation? And that's why I thought to myself, this feels very, it felt, it definitely felt very, definitely felt like a hit piece. Mm. And in it, that Tristan was saying as well, why aren't you talking about all the good things he's done? Why aren't you talking about the offer that he runs all the, you know, all the money he donates? And that's that's where I see.
1: It's funny, uh, when I was watching the first five minutes, there's like at the beginning when he goes, when he first goes into the house, there's like, I think it's Andrew's assistant, it's just sitting there. Yeah. And the the guy's like, oh, what's she doing? And, and fucking Andrew's like, oh, she's doing work. Yeah. <laughs> she's just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so funny. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the thing. Did you know that the girls who apparently are on the victim list have all come out? Not all of them, but some of them have come out and say, take me off this. This is bullshit. I'm not a mm. victim. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's th- very shady. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of things don't add up. Yeah. The most logical piece of –
0: the logical piece that someone told me was – let's put it this way. Again, let's say he did all those things. If he did all those things, yep, denounce him. But if you do all those things, why would you want to be in the public eye? Like all the people who actually do all those horrible things – the last thing you want to be is on the public, in the public, like promoting yourself. You want to be in the shadows as much as you can, away
1: from the cameras and the flashy lights as much as you can. Perhaps hiding in plain sight is the best place to hide. Mm. Um, I saw this, um, I showed Jasmine this YouTube documentary by a guy called Phileon, used to do fitness videos, like Natty or Not videos. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he he sort of rebranded himself from the fitness content into more just like mainstream content, mm-hmm. and it was a expose on NFTs. Mm-hmm. Board Ape Yacht Club, I don't know if you've heard of. No, I haven't. Tell me about it. Board Ape Yacht Club is one of like the big NFT sort of groups, um, and it's like a bunch of like monkeys or gorillas as oh, NFTs, yes. Yes. Um, but. Hiding in plain sight is, like, just blatant Nazi, um, uh, what do you call it, dog whistles, mm-hmm. and put like, white, white supremacists dog whistles. What's um, what do you mean by dog whistles? So, um, like, something that, like, it's a, like, a, like an es- esoteric, is that what, that's what it's called? An esoteric joke or meme or whatever i just want to say this year i'm gonna hire my own young jamie <laughs> i
0: want to hire when, when i have my podcast <laughs> have a guy in a room in yeah, yeah, yeah. the computer i'm gonna be like hey whatever his name is what, what does he mean when he says that he let me just pull that out? Yeah. because <laughs> there's some up, things James. i say I, mean, I need this fact checked. i don't want to be accused yeah. of misinformation you know but
1: going to so. um yeah it's like for example um god what were they it's like the 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 logo mm-hmm. for Board Ape York Club mm-hmm. is basically a copy of. What was it? It was. It was some. It was some sort of sect of the the Nazi Party. Really? Um, yeah, it's like a direct. It's like the It's like a skull and bones or something. Okay, and it's like that. Like Philion like, like breaks it down, and it's like, how can you not see this in plain sight? Um, but you would only know this if you like, new, like, Nancy culture and history, mm. you would only kn- know it if you were in on the joke. And for Bored Ape Yacht Club, it's them playing a huge joke on the entire world because so many high-profile celebrities are buying these things.
0: Wow. I think Kylie Jenner w- tried to...
1: Yeah, so... Like one of the people who tried to buy... In like, one of the Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel or, like, really? Eminem or, like... Really? So many celebrities buy these Board Ape York Club NFTs, but, like... 90% of them have some sort of Nazi dog whistle in them and they have no idea. Oh, fuck. Um and they but the, and it's 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 one it's one huge troll, right? Because for them it's like ha 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 like you you don't get the joke. It's th- we're like we are white supremacists and yet the whole world is buying white supremacist bloody like NFTs. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. When did you hear about this?
1: Oh, this this came out maybe like a year ago. Wow. Um wait,
0: this came out over a year ago.
1: Yeah, it's not um like it you you can't like the video is on YouTube, but mm. it's been shadow banned by the NFT companies. Oh. So if you search it up, you can't see it, but if you go on Philion's channel, it's listed. So like it never got any traction because they That's they Cut down on it That's
0: funny because I actually follow Philly on I've been following I used to follow him When he mm. made all those Nanny or not videos Those, yeah, were, yeah. Good, those were good videos they as were, well, they were. Which I thought He was hilarious Um, But Holy crap I never thought about that Because I honestly have said That 2022 also was The year of the crypto scams And oh, NFT was probably yeah, One of the one biggest of scams Of 2022 And there was also That <laughs> Logan Paul Crypto zoo scam <laughs> Yeah I personally have been Caught up in one of those Scams before oh, fuck. Like um, And they're, they're so like they're they're incredibly seductive a lot of these like scams because the people that promote them mm. like last year there were so many celebrities promoting pump and dump schemes yeah and NFTs like was the biggest was one of the biggest scams i believe in 2022 because i mean what are those things worth now nothing <laughs> virtually nothing
1: yeah um the thing with those NFTs is like um <laughs> it's like there's there's only so many, um, like, what do you call it? Like reaches where it's like, oh, sure, that looks like a, like a Nazi symbol, or sure, that looks like white, like a white supremacist dog whistle. But how many of those, like assumptions, do you need before you you connect the dots and it's like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. is one big scheme. Like, for example, Board Ape Yacht Club was released the day Hitler died. Really, or Hitler's birthday? Sorry. Really? Um, they they did a pre-sale for it the Holy week before, shit. so they they were like, oh, like it was released on I think it was the twenty third of September, but then they make a concerted effort to say we released Board Eight Yop Club on the thirtieth, which is yeah, I think it's Hitler's birthday or Hitler's death day. Oh shit! And it's like there's all these different like in, like imagery of like. Um, it, it it even extends beyond just um, not the Nazi party and like just whi- white supremacy in general, like the 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 ape hands, like the ape hand imagery, and like was um, any of
0: them chucking up like a Nazi salute with the Hitler mustache?
1: No. Well, oh, here we go. So there was a there was a board APL club app game where the bananas thrown in motion were swastikas. <gasps> no. Yeah, and it's like. Um, it goes back beyond, like, the Nazi party where, like, I think the Prussians in, in the Congo, in Congo, they would cut off the Congolese slaves' hands um, as, like, a, I don't know, trophy intimidation tactic. But in some of the ape Club imagery and artwork, there's ape hands. <laughs> or, like, the pith hat where... Um, the nickel help, uh, Yeah, like, um, again, that's another, like, imagery for, like... Colonization and the that idea of white supremacy. Holy shit! Uh, granted, I'm saying this all off the top of my head, and I f- if people are listening to this, go watch the video because it's a it's a hu- like it's a huge breakdown of like expose for day of your club. Fuck yeah! I never actually even
0: thought about that. I didn't even know about that. No one even told me but I never even remember seeing or hearing anything about this because people were still trying to sell NFTs. There's a reason why you haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, her. far out though. That's crazy. Because if you think about it, that could end so many people's careers, like being associated with white supremacists. Like.
1: Well, I I think there was a bit on where the celebrities purchasing these NFTs, like they weren't actually purchasing it through Board Pure Club. They were doing it through third party and by technicality they're committing fraud
0: yeah so oh so someone who bought the nft and then tried to sell it to someone else
1: i think i'm not sure how it works but yeah it's it's a it's a huge convoluted like (laughs) thing wow (laughs) fuck i i remember everyone
0: was trying to sell nfts like last year and it was like the new thing but nowadays like really um I never even fully understood him. I never even understood how is this worth so much money, you know, and people try to explain. I've had a couple of people try to explain to me. It was like goes in one ear and another year. But then it goes to show how much of the world is turning away from uh, you know, just normal, regular money and stock to digital currency. Well, it's like how people can just create this stuff out of thin air. You know? Yeah,
1: it's like to us, for example, it might look like just a bunch of pixels. Or ten years ago, it's just a bunch of pixels. But the more the internet and technology is integrated into society, the more these pixels are valued. Mm. Because we, 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 we like as a society need the internet. Like basically.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think that, and that's a weird question, but do you think in the future
1: money will become almost entirely digital? That's where it's probably heading. I mean, like, when's the last time you paid something with cash? Apart from, like, like, a handy from the massage parlour. I <laughs> yeah, like a little bit of cash. Shut up, <laughs> <out>, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: fuck. Just actually thinking the last time I paid something in cash. Well, last time I paid something in cash was for fuel when because someone, one of my clients came me in cash. So, mm. but yeah, I use ca- everyone uses cash less and less these days. You know, the only thing that people use cash stuff is for stuff they don't want to have a paper trail on. So, mm. I feel like. Yeah, so I do feel like d- money is becoming more and more digital. And then I actually question how much of the world's actual, the globe's actual money, how much of that is, you know, coin and cash? Mm. And how much of that is digital? Yeah. And I feel like the, the percentage of that is like actual money is, like stuff you can actually touch is going, is lesser percentage than what it is in digital.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a decade ago, it's like, Fort Knox, the reserve bank, is where all the gold and money is. Now it's on the internet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't think, yeah, the gold, yeah, the gold reserves are running out almost completely out of gold.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's like now, now, now is like everything becomes more digital. It's just like the percentage of money that is digital is now just exponentially higher. Hmm. So cool.
0: All right. We're going to have to just wrap it up there, man, because. That's the end of the time and the uh, SD card's almost completely out of space as well. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing I just want to say, guys, thank you very much for listening. Um, And we are already one month into the year, so I'm going to make sure we get back on track. Now, this is probably going to be one of the last times. For a while, we're going to be inside the hen house. But I just want to say, if anyone who is getting and thinking about getting into podcasting, highly recommend this place. I cannot thank this place enough if there wasn't for the Hen House, this prob- the last set podcast would probably be almost non-existent now or wouldn't even get anywhere near this far. So if anyone's listening, you want to start a podcast, you don't know where to start, get in, get on board at the Hen House. Okay, guys, uh, other than that, it'll be a little bit of time before the next episode, but um, I promise you when we're, we're not completely off the goal of this year. And, uh, guys, if you want to follow Mark, you can on his socials,
1: his in blog. My Instagram at Warrener. That's W, sorry, M-A-R-K-Y-W-A-R-R-E-N-E-R. It's funny how I
0: we bagged social media almost this entire episode, but we're still don't <laughs> <cooking it. laughs>
1: What the fucker just did
0: that? Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to the Last Set Podcast. All the best, and thanks again, brother. All good.